Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where do you want to go on an extreme adventure? That's what we're asking this hour. You're listening to The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk, 1071, your place for entertainment. Extreme adventures. You know, we have the sad news today that uh, the Titan, the submersible that was supposed to go down to the Titanic uh, for, you know, a pleasure cruise, did not make it. They found some debris that have it's yeah, in I the should... last hours been verified that that it was a part of the vessel. Yeah, let me take uh, just a moment to give you the actual latest before I wanted to have a conversation. I wanted to lighten things up a bit because yes. there has there's been this whole like separate conversation aside from the actual details of this tragedy uh, that people have been obsessed with. This conversation and this happened. Uh, I was at the dentist this morning, and we were having like the th- the so dentist, me. But were you and your dentist having a conversation about the the submersible? Um, we were talking about his fishing trip because okay. he loves to fish, and he didn't bring up the submarine. No, he my didn't. point is like the three people at my dentist appointment. We were all talking about it, and it's yeah. just a story that has gripped everyone's attention. Yes, I think for many reasons, but. Separate from that, you'll often hear conversations about, like, I would never do this. Why would anybody pay to do this for fun? Mm -hmm. But then I was like, and and I was trolling the internets, and I came across this story about a guy who did this trip, but he also does, like, a bunch of other, like, sort of extreme adventure things. And it got me thinking, like, if if it's not this thing, Mm -hmm. I bet there's something that we are all, like, intrigued buyer would be interested in doing when it comes to those sort of super hyper adventure things. So we'll talk about that in a moment, but I did want to just follow up with the, the latest on the missing sub crew. Uh, this is the latest from CNN. They say ocean gate. Now, again, that's the company responsible for the sub that went missing, but says it believes that the passengers on their missing sub have quote, sadly, been lost. We now believe that our CEO Stockton Rush, Shazada Daywood, and his son Suleiman, along with Hamish Harding and Paul Henri Narjolet, have sadly been lost. These men were true explorers who shared a distinct spirit of adventure and a passion for exploring and protecting the world's oceans. Our hearts are with these five souls and every member of their families during this tragic time. We grieve the loss of the life and the joy they brought to everyone they knew. Then they go on. There's a further statement. This came after about a half hour ago. They said that the the debris found on the ocean floor had been assessed to be from the external mm-hmm. body of that Titan sub. So that's the latest on that story, which is yeah. obviously very tragic. Um, and, you know, comes now, what, four days? 
I can't count Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So yeah, four yeah. days since that sub first went missing. Yeah. So it begs the conversation like, uh, well, we don't need to get into that. We we want to turn things around and sort well, no, of have what, a conversation. I mean, feel free. Well, I think that it, you know, talking about it in that way is that the possibility that they were for four days suffering, that's that that is probably eliminated because it would mean that uh, when they lost communication an hour and 45 minutes into their journey, it probably, the submersible probably... Um, just what what is yeah it we don't know if, but i mean that's certainly I, I would debris. i i would think that that certainly would be the assumption at this point and, that it and i'm assuming be, yeah. we'll find out you know more details as the days and weeks continue and investigators and there's so much there's so many resources right now that are focused on that area that i'm sure we will find out but that certainly mm-hmm. seems a very plausible end that was and an very an tragic death yeah, that it was not, yes. you know, yeah. That, that there wasn't suffering going on. Absolutely. Right. No, the the reason I, I brought up this other conversation, though, is because I do think there has been, I think everybody who's paid attention to the story has had a moment to sort of reflect, like, I would never do this. Or, you know, I'm sure there are people who think, like, I would totally do this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, frankly, right now, they probably won't say that because they feel like they'll be judged because you do see a lot of people just being like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of, that you would spend all this money and send all these people down to do this thing. Mm -hmm. I'm less interested in the judgy part of that. Mm -hmm. I'm more interested in the like, what's the thing for you that is totally irrational and, Mm -hmm. you know, adventure extreme that you would be interested in doing? Like for you, Don, for example, you have skydived many times right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people would think that's like too extreme right form of adventure to like like for me i think like why would you willingly jump out of a plane planes are designed to take you from point a to point b you don't jump out of them but people find fun in that right oh yeah it's exhilarating it's fun and um it's it's unassisted so i'm not I started out doing a tandem jump, which is completely different. You're strapped to somebody. And then when I was working towards getting a a license, so I was in classes that were advanced free fall classes. But, um, you know, at the same time, I would never scuba dive. So, you know, everybody has their thing. Yeah, exactly. For me, something that I would do um, is take the risk of going out into space if I could. Oh, you would? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty I, much like right now. If I, somebody offered right now, it to me. Okay. Yeah. Anybody listening? Jeff yeah. Bezos. I mean, that's one that I would actually do. And that's a very risky thing. And there has, you know, a lot of people obviously. again have, have criticized, you know, Jeff Bezos and everybody, you know, all these rich people sending people to space. I totally get it though. To be fascinated with space is like, to me, understandable in the same way that some people are obsessed with going to the bottom of the ocean and seeing the mm-hmm. Titanic. Right. It's not for me. I don't want to be, for some reason, being at the bottom of the ocean seems far scarier yes. than being in the vacuum of space. Although I will Which say. Which is pretty much the same when you think about the risk. Yeah, when it comes to like your chance of of not being around for very long. That's correct. Both are about equal. Mike, do we have someone on the phone? Oh, we no. Don't, no. I just, I saw you over there and I thought maybe something was going on. Uh, so what is the thing that, I, I another thing that I would love to do that, 
you know, we talked about off the air, like climbing Mount Everest or something like not that. Interested. That's not something that uh, physically, you know, in my 20s, I would have taken the risk to try to do that if I had the means to. I just have a, just inside of me, like if I had the resources and money to train and do these things, I would do all the things except for going under the sea. Yeah. But any type of like an Indiana Jones, I'm going to try to explore these caverns or this lost city. I don't city. want caves. No, I thanks. want to do that. You know, you know, oh, you do want to oh, do that? Oh, yes. Oh, God. The thought of getting trapped in a cave just... Especially, oh. do you see like the you know the people who do the underwater cave like scuba diving? Well, that's something different. Oh, that's an underwater. No, it's not. It's still underwater in the dark. It's is awful. Yeah, but also being trapped in a rock. No thanks. Mm-hmm. I want zero part. I of don't want to go through any squeezy, squeezy spaces. No, that's but you scary. have to. Do you know how many times like the the space will be like this big and they're like and then you got to crawl through. Oh, I nope. know. Squeezy, squeezy spaces. <laughs> no. Mike, I don't like those squeezies. Mike, what's your what's your well, adventure of choice? Well, I can't swim, and um, so I've always been afraid of water. But I was about thirty minutes away from going in a shark cage and swimming with sh- and doing the whole shark experience. And you don't swim. But if you're in a cage, you literally just sit in the cage. Oh, and they drop you down. And they come to you, and I think that would be fascinating. I would still love to do that. Do you have any desire to swim? Uh, I would love to. I just I, I've tried and I can't. No one. Well, can but me. I mean, we could. I'm sure He's there's a tried. class. I've had three. Cl- I've had classes for three years. Couldn't figure it out. Really? I've had people That's who so are very good. I just can't. I don't know. I don't oh. float. If anybody's out there and they, <laughs> I just go, I just flip over. Well, can't you start the, with like a floaty thing? That's how you always start. And oh. then I work my way up and then I still can't swim when I get done. Okay. I don't know what it is. I have hope though. I'm okay. holding out hope. Well, I feel I, like I would love to swim. I feel like that would be. Have you but, ever like put on like he's flippers not a and? Strong swimmer. So yeah, well, this is so we were in Hawaii for a band acquired trip when I was in high school, and everyone was like, "Oh, we're gonna go do this uh, exploration of this coral area," and I was like, "Oh, okay, let's do it." And then I got in, and I was like, "Oh, you should probably have to." know be able to swim to do this i love your like go get them attitude like despite the fact that you're gonna sink like a rock the same thing i did with skiing and then i ran into the tree lift or the uh, ski lift uh but then i ended up cutting my foot on coral and it was a terrible experience because i panicked it's not a good day so i don't like water but yeah yeah, we were about to go and and get dropped in with the sharks and unfortunately it was too windy they couldn't uh chum for them like they normally do don't say chum for them listen that is a good thing that it was too windy okay don't do it Okay, but I do. If there is somebody out there who's like the swim whisperer, if we could like, (laughs) I feel like this is a challenge we can get Mike to accomplish. Does he want to get into a pool just with a random person he doesn't know, though? If they could teach me how to swim, sure. Yeah, I feel like it seems like he wants to learn how to swim. Is my point? Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, we'll work on that. We don't have time to do that today, but in future Monday, it's possible. (laughs) I mean, summer, right? Yeah. Um, All right. When we come back. We have to catch you up on Taylor Sheridan. Why? Well, because there's a big piece in The Hollywood Reporter wherein he spills all his dirty secrets <laughs> about what he thinks regarding Kevin Costner, etc. Don will share when we come back right here on my-, on my Talk. Hey, My Talkers. Bradley here for my good friends at Boulevard Auto Works. BLVDAutoWorks.com. You've heard me say this, but it's true. Tom and his team have been right over in St. Anthony for over four decades. They know how to keep your vehicle in tip-top shape. And... You've heard me say this before, but it is road trip season. So if you're going to be out and about on the road for extended periods of time, it's always good to just bring the vehicle in and make sure everything's running. And uh, you don't want to have to think about 
different levels of fluids and things. He's like, I don't know anything about cars, but I know who to bring my car to. And that's Tom and his team over at Boulevard. So I want you to do that very thing before you head out on your next summer road trip. And also hurry up with that summer road trip because summer's, well, it's just not going to be here forever. Tom and his team at Boulevard are ready and waiting to keep your vehicle in tip-top shape all summer long. Head to blvdautoworks.com today and don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. The place for Taylor Swift entertainment, you name it, it's right here on My Talk. We have to talk about Taylor Sheridan. There was a big piece written about him on uh, in The Hollywood Reporter. If you don't know who he is, he is the creator of Yellowstone. He's also... Um, and the world that now has spawned from said television series. That's right. So he started out uh, being an actor and then transitioned into writing and producing and creating shows. He um, created, uh, if you ever saw Wind River, which I love, that had Elizabeth Olsen and Jeremy Renner in it. So fantastic. It's a really great movie if you've never checked that that out. It's like a mystery with some FBI agents um, who are trying to solve this murder uh, in Wyoming. Um, But he wrote that, and then he moved on to writing other things. He used to be on um, Sons of Anarchy at one point. And I didn't really know a lot about him. I want to start with Petty Corner here. Okay. Okay. I looked at a picture of him and I was like, that guy is attractive. Oh, you think he's, he's attractive. Hot. And I'm like, ooh, he's like cowboy hot. Um, which it means he looks good with the hat on. What does cowboy hot mean? Well, one time like chaps? Yeah. I went on Assless a blind date chaps? with a guy who was a cowboy. Okay. Like a real cowboy. He had a farm. He had Cows, chickens, and it was a double date with this other cowboy and this girl. And I'm like, I don't know what he's talking about, and I am not interested anymore. So I kind of figured out that I just like the costume of a cowboy. Well, yeah, like nobody wants the actual, like, dirt and sweat. And him talking about, like, wrangling and did this joke where he talked about, like, yeah, my chickens, they got stuck up on the roof with that bad freeze and... Well, they got free, but now I just hear ting, 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 ting on the top of my root. <laughs> it's like, okay, so their feet froze off. Great. I thought it was real, but it was a joke. So then I decided <laughs> So then I decided that um, I just like the costume of a cowboy, and I ended up dating a stripper who was a cowboy stripper. Okay, so it Male seems stripper, like you, his, you, yes. you leveled up. Yeah, it's like, okay, it's just a costume. Yeah, but based on the stories I've heard about that stripper, I think you should have probably gone with a cowboy. That's True, you're yeah. right about that. But hey, you know, you only live once, right? Okay, so I don't know, actually. Taylor, Sw- uh, Taylor Swift, out. Taylor Sheridan. I've got Taylor Swift on my mind because she's coming to town. Um, she- Taylor Sheridan is hot in profile. I decided I like his. Some guys are or girls. Some people are just hot in like if it's their. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Profile. Okay. When they you don't like forward. him head on though? No, I don't. <laughs> I only want to look at him. I want to oh my sit God. next to him on an airplane I love him. or be riding horses Just and I'm on a look horse. look at me head on. Yeah, and he's next to me on another horse, you know? Okay. Right. That's what I want from Taylor Swift. So Sherrick. you read this piece and fell in love with his profile. That's correct. And uh, then uh, I started uh, reading it, it and I'm like... she read a profile. Oh, clever. Yeah. You're the clever one on this show for sure. Um, so... This is in Hollywood Reporter. It is a long, in-depth uh, story, and it talks about his beginnings, um, you know, everything, how he got into this work, you know, his acting experience. And then it talked about how Yellowstone is ending. Um, it wasn't necessarily his plan because Kevin Costner doesn't want to do it anymore. And now there's a divorce, and it was speculated that he was involved with his wife. Yeah. Which I'm not sure, like, nobody knows if that's true or not. They do. They do? (laughs) Yes. They both know. Yes. Uh, Jesus knows. Ooh. Um, (laughs) I hope he's not listening to this show because I just said a bunch of things I'm not proud of. Jesus. Um, But Elizabeth Olsen has commented, uh, you know, he he directed her in Wind River, that she once said that he's a cowboy. He's like a combination of your dad and the marble man. Okay. But the part I didn't like about this article, this piece, which I've linked on our show links page, is that when he talks about writers in general, he doesn't want to work or collaborate with anybody else. Yeah. Yeah, this is the thing I've heard about Taylor Sheridan is that he just it's his way or the highway, which I guess this is not surprising that Hollywood would be elevating people like this. But go ahead. Tell me what what you learned. Well, they were talking to him about like, what is your what are your plans? Uh, The writer's strike, you know, asking him about that. And I mean, at least he's honest, but he's like, it doesn't really affect me because I'm going to continue to write. And if the if their demands go through, then I'll have to have at least four writers in a writer's room. And if the studio, I mean, this is awful. If the studio wants to pay four people to sit in a room and not do anything, they can go ahead and do that. But I'm not collaborating with anyone. So basically he's fine. He's like, I'll pay four people to sit in a room and just make money off of me. But they don't And this is another thing I've heard that he, you know, the, the writers will actually write and he'll just take it and do whatever he wants with it anyway. So it's not like... He's a very collaborative yeah. artist. Which I do, like, if you want to stand by, like, this is my work, and I... Everybody has that feeling. Like, but, Yeah, but we all live in society. That's right. And so you have to work with people, and it's yeah. kind of disrespectful yeah. to say that to other writers. Yeah. That's Especially just my point. who don't have the privileges and the resources he has. But. Right. So you're hot in profile, but your attitudes toward writers... But your profile was not hot! That's right. Thank you, Dawn, for that update. When we come back here on the adventures of Bradley and Dawn, ooh, Elvis' estate is not amused with Priscilla Presley, and I'll tell you why. 
when we come back right here on My Talk 107. Is officially here. I don't know if you noticed, but that happened yesterday. And whether you're heading to the beach, maybe you hang out at the ballpark a lot or you go to barbecues, you're going to be active during the summer. And it's way more fun if you're feeling your best. So Livia Weight Control Centers, they want to help you make the most of our beautiful summer days with their doctor-recommended programs. If you call them today, you will get eight weeks free when you mention me or my talk. And I can tell you from experience, I lost around 30 pounds when I did uh, lost weight with Livia five years ago. And it's just so easy. You might be struggling right now, like you lose three pounds and then you gain four back. It's such a terrible battle that people go through, but it can be easy because you can lose weight with Livia. You can actually lose uh, about 20 pounds, uh, maybe by the beginning or, or the middle of the summer here. So it is possible. And before the 4th of July, you can also get some pounds off. So call them today, eight weeks free when you mention me, 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk. What is that? We should do our best sexy baby oh. for Taylor. Oh my God! Have you made your bracelets yet? Mm, Taylor Swift bracelets. Everybody's doing bracelets. I oh. don't know. Do we know what the bracelets are for? Anyone? Bueller. Mm. I've seen them all over social media. People are doing Taylor Swift bracelets. I know we're going to get flooded like with emails. Bracelets. Brown chops. Yeah, okay. they're really cute. Okay, I have so not lots made a bracelet of, yet. Lots of bits and pieces people are uh, adorning themselves with in advance of this weekend's concert series from Taylor Swift. Apparently it's a new uh, thing for the uh, Eras Tour where they're making their own custom uh, bracelets and then you kind of trade and share say, with I others. I was going to say, I think it's like and, a trade thing. Yeah. Oh Even Julia's got like, bracelets. Like oh, a member to, to represent the fact that you were there maybe. so Yeah. Cool. Well, I don't want to lie about it. I'm not able to go. (laughs) But you know what? What? I'm super curious and interested in what's going on with the new Elvis movie. Are you though? I guess I should tell you because I did tease it before we went to break. Oh my God. Okay. So I didn't know this, but I am obsessed with the fact that it is 2023 and... Elvis is one of the top stories of the day. Specifically, uh, I saw a story over at TMZ, and you know there's been a lot of drama around Priscilla and Riley Keough, her granddaughter, and the estate of the late Lisa Marie. But this story actually deals with the Elvis Presley estate. And according to TMZ, who says they have an exclusive, this upcoming movie called Priscilla, uh, which tells the story of Elvis and Priscilla, has really upset some of the members of the Elvis estate who say the movie is a, quote, travesty. Oh, no. Multiple officials. Although, I want to know who these officials who are. are. Like, I'm an Elvis estate official, and we do not approve of this movie. Like, they did told, you know him? Did you know him, or are you just making money off of Elvis? That's what I'm saying. Like, did they yeah, know him? Know. Because she knew him. Um. Ooh. I think I know what side of the story you're on, Don. Well, so far. Okay. Multiple officials connected to the estate of one Elvis Presley have told TMZ <sighs> that this upcoming film, Priscilla, which Mike referenced earlier today in a blind item. Was that a blind item? Yeah. Uh, Priscilla was produced without the estate's knowledge or consent. <laughs> and they are ripping it as another Priscilla money grab. So I am fascinated by this story. I don't have a horse in this race, Dawn. Yeah. But what I will tell you is, increasingly, you know, the blind items and the gossip has me thinking that Priscilla's, you know, remember how she, we found out she was getting a salary? Yeah. For really doing nothing? Well, maybe she, like, writes out, And then like, remember how she was like, she got her granddaughter 
to give her a salary mm. for not doing anything. Anyway, okay, I want to just tell you the rest of the well, story. She did so, have sex with Elvis to make her daughter to make her. So I'm responsible for your existence. So give me a salary. I don't know. Is that how that works? I don't know. I mean, I should have rethought my decision to not have children. Um, the movie apparently now I don't know anything about this movie and if either of you do feel free to jump in we do know that Jacob Elordi is playing Elvis and uh, Kaylee Spaney who I don't know Kaylee Spaney who is playing Priscilla and the movie was written and directed by none other than wine connoisseur Sofia Coppola okay that makes sense and uh, one estate official who saw the film describes Coppola's writing and directing as quote horrible adding it feels like a college movie the set designs are horrific it's not what Graceland looks like Mm. Um, Priscilla however Dawn has an entirely different opinion she told TMZ because you know they're friends Mm -hmm. quote I'm very excited to see the interpretation of my book by the masterful Sofia Coppola. Mm-hmm. She has such an extraordinary perspective, and I've always been such an admirer of her work. What I will say is, because I haven't seen the movie, but it doesn't surprise me that Priscilla is grateful for Sofia Coppola telling the movie based on her book, mm-hmm. meaning her telling of history. Like, she's going to be somewhat invested in that woman's perspective. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, Okay. All right. Definite opinions. Okay. What's your what's your opinion? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if you are Priscilla, like anybody, she was just as much as a celebrity as Elvis was. It's not like she was a no-name person that like she was attached to Elvis and from a very young age and so she has the right to tell her story and her oh, side of sure. the story and however the grant the production like whatever their budget is and however much they had to pay people to be in the movie or whatever that's not maybe she didn't have the budget of you know a Netflix you know I don't know maybe the budget wasn't there to make it what yeah. it looks like she lived there so I just I think that the criticism coming from the estate of Elvis Presley it's like uh, Priscilla's Priscilla precedes that like she's she's the authority on Elvis you know what I'm saying I just I don't know I think that her side of the story is should be respected maybe I'm just too much team Priscilla on this but it's just yeah I don't have a horse in this race I don't know because I haven't seen the film number one and number two based on the blind items and the stories about Priscilla versus Riley Mm -hmm. it does seem I mean I'm not opposed to the idea that perhaps she has a vision and is not entertaining of other people's vision and I would think that the story of Elvis Mm. has many different sides and it's not just her side yeah but this is her side because it's called priscilla no 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 and i understand that but what i'm saying is i could see where in the the uh the elvis estate is like her telling of elvis is from her perspective and that's maybe not the whole perspective so i could see where in they they don't you know they're oh. like this is not the full picture of elvis or something right because okay. for them their story is Elvis, right? Yeah, like their that's story who they, is Elvis. That's who they're responsible to. She's responsible for her story. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. But I guess we're going to find out. And. Because you know, the movie's coming out. Kaylee Spaney, I've been on stage with her dozens of times because she's from Springfield, Missouri. She played Dorothy in the Wizard oh, so of you Oz. Know her. Every time that Why I was you get her on the show. Talk if about this movie. If you want to, I can try. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I was filming a movie with her, like an independent film, and she, on her 18th birthday, 
like she had been out to L.A. many, many times just as a like a, I'm trying to get in a pilot and all this stuff. Her parents would take her out there and they were really supportive of trying to get her into the business. And she was considered so many times for Disney shows and stuff like that. But she got to make her debut and she had to leave immediately because on her 18th birthday, she had offers from two people. One of them was Sofia Coppola to do um, Not Little Women. Oh, boy. There was another movie that she was making or Pacific Rim 2 with John Boyega. What do you choose? She chose Pacific Rim 2 because she felt like it was better to do a blockbuster movie first and then get a reputation and work into like indie films. And so that was her choice. And that choice meant that uh, we had to get a new co-star for the independent film I did that ended up not really going anywhere. But she's such a great girl. She's so her singing voice is unbelievable. Like I wish she would just become like a like a household name. Well, maybe she will. Obviously, with this so. film. So, you, did you not know that she was in this film? I didn't. No. So you should get on the horn and call her I'll up. Let's have to. her on the yeah, show. Yeah. Because um, she sounds fascinating. And this movie, uh, then we can get her word on what this movie is like and what's yeah. really going on between Priscilla and the Elvis. I'll probably have to go through a publicist because that's well, what happens, you yeah. know, when people become big time. You're like, remember me? Well. I tried to get those ruby slippers from you. Ruby slippers? <laughs> she was Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. Every Like, when I, that's where I know her. Well, when I played the Wicked Witch. Oh, okay. You know, I'm like... The slippers. Yeah. Yes, the slippers. Fabulous. Well, get on the horn and maybe we can have her on the show. That would be fabulous. All right. When we come back. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? We're actually at no. the end of another show, which means our good friend Mike over there is uh, warming up his wheel. I saw him getting in some spins uh, in the last break. He likes to, you know, get it all warm and ready to go. He's actually doing He's exercises. Oh, <laughs> So that he can spin his game show roulette wheel. Wherever that wheel lands is what game we're playing. We'll find out what game we're playing today when we come back right here on My Talk. or app. Hey, My Talkers. Bradley here for my friends at Alight. First, I want to say thank you to everyone who came out to our wonderful event last night celebrating, honoring World Refugee Day with the fabulous author, Andrew Leon Hanna, and discussing his book, 25 Million Sparks, The Untold Story of refugee entrepreneurs. And if you've not gotten a chance to read Andrew's book, I would love for you to check it out. Um, feel free to contact me if you you know forget the title or if you don't have a chance to write it down. But it's a great read about three wonderful women. But it also highlights much of the work that Alight is doing or work like that which Alight is doing. Alight works with displaced people, and they're based right here in the Twin Cities. Last night, I also got to meet some of the folks that have arrived in our community from places like Afghanistan, as well as Ukraine over the last uh, couple years. To learn more about Alight's work and to support it, head to wearealight.org. And thank you. The Adventures of Bradley and Don, my talk, 107.1, everything entertainment, everything Bradley trainer and Mike Ganger and Leah, of course. Hi, Leah. She stepped out. She stepped out. Bye, Leah. (laughs) Anyway, Leah's been helping us out and she'll be filling in for Mike next week. We're so excited. Okay, now we have to get into our game. Bye. (laughs) Time now to play along. It's Game Show Roulette. 
Here's your host, Mike Ganger. Yes, it's time to wrap up the show with an adventure roulette. You already believe it's Thursday? This is the no. last head-to-head. I feel like the week has flown by. Three. This has been a quick one. Maybe I've been busy. I don't know. I, I think I so. Maybe busy. since you're getting married getting this hitched. weekend. Yeah. Oh, we're so excited for you. Do you have a wedding game in there for us to play? Um, Not yet. Maybe next week I'll All figure right. something out. But, uh, <laughs> don't pressure him. Well, we're going. We don't need... We're going to the future. <gasps> yeah! Future of game shows as we are going to play a little uh, Listery Pop Quiz. Oh, you guys remember this game? Listery. Uh, it's all about lists, and uh, we will see how like well you list. do as you can uh, try to knock off uh, some of the items here on this list. How it works, you're each going to get... I'm going to present a list to you. It might be uh, about... Pop culture, it might be about uh, geography, <laughs> it might be about anything <laughs> in this world. Feminine and, uh, hygiene products. Exactly, it could definitely be that. And uh, we'll go back and forth and see how many you guys can get on the list. So, for example, we're going to start things off with this one. Uh, this weekend, we know it's going to be the premiere of No Hard Feelings. That is that new, cool. very um, interestingly uh, being received critically uh, <laughs> movie with Jennifer uh, Lawrence. Uh, it's rated R, though, mm. and they're expecting to do about $12 million at the box office. We are going to explore the highest grossing rated R movies of all time. Mm. A couple clues because this is not, you know, it's not the simplest list. I will say most of these movies were in the last decade. Okay. Most of them were in the last decade. There's, I'm going to be horrible at this. There's movie. definitely um, a also supernatural uh, theme to a, a few of them as well. So think supernatural sometimes. Think uh, rated R. Again, highest grossing rated R movies of all oh. time. You each have two strikes per list. Let's see how you guys can do. No. I'll flip a coin. Well, just think of high-grossing high movies. This is the last in two years. That's what's messing me up, I think. Well, I okay. shouldn't, and I want to be... There are definitely ones outside of that 10-year okay. window. I'd say the last 20 years, pretty much for sure. There okay. is one from the early 90s. Otherwise, one in the early 90s, there's one in the 90s. All the rest are 2004 or later. Okay. So, uh, I flipped a coin. Who wants to call it? Tails. I think Bradley always calls it, so Don, you should probably call it first. Okay, hits. It is heads, so you get to go first. <laughs> okay. All right, I guess it wouldn't matter. He called tails. So go ahead, and uh, you got a couple of strikes to work with. Okay. What movie do you think is on that list of the highest grossing rated R movies of all time? Oh. Again, supernatural slash superhero, I guess, is my two clues. Oh, okay. Rated R. Rated R. Mm. This is hard. This is hard. Deadpool? Oh, that's a good one. That is the number three answer on the board. Oh, wow. Deadpool okay. comes in there. So there you go. You got one. Okay. Bradley, over to you now. How do you want to uh, attack uh, this? Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. <laughs> that is not I on the list. No. Uh, okay. I don't watch our movies. I'm only like, you know, <laughs> G so and PG. Oh, okay. Um, uh, any other guests, uh, Don? Over to you. Um... Pulp Fiction. Oh, that's a good one. Pulp Fiction. Is that on the board? It is not. Ooh, I've run out. <laughs> oh, no, it's all up to you, Bradley. Um, uh, again, Supernatural, okay. a superhero. Basic Instinct. Uh, no, no. no. <laughs> Where I mentioned most of them last 20 years. Okay. Stop it. Years. Okay. okay. Um, well, I feel like they're so obvious and I'm not. 
Were any Iron Man movies rated R? Probably no. not. Okay. I thought Deadpool was a good answer. Yeah. It was the only one, though. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to crowdsource for you. Okay. Um, how about... It's okay. We'll get on to the next list here in a second. Oh, good. Oh, there is another um... one. you only have... Oh, yeah. We got a few okay, good. here. I always have a few prepared just in case something like this happens. Well, then I'm not helping you, Don. Hurry yep. up and lose. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> uh, supernatural. Supernatural. Need a guess. How about um, uh, Friday the 13th remake or Halloween? Both what about Halloween? Oh, shoot. Okay. Okay. This, was, this was maybe a tougher list. Um, you okay. said Deadwood, which was no, or Deadpool, yeah. which is number three. Deadpool 2. Was oh, number two on the on. list. Oh, cute! You could have gone that route. Joker, the number one oh, movie, of course, the Joaquin Phoenix one yeah. from a few years back. Uh, the Matrix Reloaded was also in the top oh. five. So was it. Then you had The Passion of the Christ. You had Hangover Two, Fifty Shades of Grey, Ted, American Sniper, Terminator. This movie was rated R. Yeah, The Passion of the Christ was oh, rated R. Oh, that's brutal. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh-huh. I never saw that because there was a lot of controversy. Don't see it. There was a don't lot of controversy, it. yes. All right, we're going to move on to a different list. Because Mel Gibson directed it. You don't want to see it. Oh, okay. okay, go promise on. promise this list will go better. Um, you we have, like, <laughs> snack cakes or something over there? <laughs> no, I can't always do the flavors. list that just go into your hands. Come on! Now. What did you um, just say? That's chip flavors? Chip flavors. Oh, chip. What did you think I said? Uh, <laughs> the same thing I thought you said, which is why I was talking loudly and moving past it. <laughs> we'll listen back at the end of the show. I said chip flavors. I'll let the replay be the judge, but that'll be for after the show. Uh, Let's get it. God, okay. Let's get this this next list started. Um, We've done the population of Minnesota cities before. Let's open it up. The top, I have a list of the top 20 U.S. cities for by population oh. mm-hmm. as of 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, top 15, see how well you two can do. Okay. Uh, Don is leading 1-0, so Bradley, you start it. All right, I'm going to start with uh, a great city. Okay. Like to go there. It's mm-hmm. called New York. New York. That is on the list, of course. That is number one. Yes. Seven, no, almost eight million people. Okay. Next one. Number two is LA. Yes, it is. There you go. You each got a point. Keep rolling right along on this one. I'm going to go with Houston, Bob. Houston. We don't have a problem. That is correct. Nicely <laughs> oh. done. Two for Bradley, two for Don. Mm-hmm. You're up again, Don. Chicago. Chicago. Look at you guys go. You can't be stopped here. And you're basically going in order. That's number three yeah, on the list. I know so nicely five. done. Okay. Go ahead, uh, Bradley. Did we say in Los Angeles? Yes, that's number two. Oh, my God. Okay. These are radio markets. That's why I know it's been my goal to achieve them. (laughs) Um, Let's say, wait, where are we? So we said Houston, Chicago, New York, L.A. Need an answer. I'm going to say the other one. Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yes, that's on the list. Nicely done. Keep on rolling. Uh, Dallas is number five. Uh, No, it's not anymore. (gasps) It might be from a network, but it's not from a population standpoint. Dallas is actually number nine on the list. Whoa. Both of them on there. Nicely done. Keep going, Bradley. I'm going to go with another city that I like to go to. Top 15, by the way. And we do need to hurry up a little bit here on these answers. We got two strikes each. I love it when he pressures us. down. How about Boston? (laughs) And uh, we'll no longer be doing the answering of have this been answered yet. Okay, we got to take that out. Boston, by the way, not in the top 15. No, Boston, not in the top 15. That is strike number one for list number two for Bradley. Don, you still have uh, both your strikes. Keep going. How about Seattle? You were just being cocky about it. And guess what? Outside the top 15, Seattle 17. Oh, 
Just outside Just of outside. it. Just oh, outside. Darn it. Oh, okay. Top 15 yeah. is the list we're doing. <sighs> okay, top... So each of oh, you oh, with, oh. with four points and each of you with one strike... Top fifteen Top U.S. fifteen U.S. cities by population. Cities by and are, is this metro area or oh, just it's the city population? I don't think it's the full okay. metro area. No. Come on, you're stalling. Okay. You are stalling. We need My, to did I say Miami? You didn't. Are you saying Miami now? Yeah. Okay. Miami not in the top fifteen. Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, yeah, that's is Atlanta one. in the top fifteen? Uh, <gasps> Wow, we are crap at this. Happening? I'm going to give you all one more strike because we don't really have time to go on another list. So go okay. ahead, one more strike. Keep going. San Francisco is San Francisco uh, just outside the top 15, oh. number 18 on the list. Done. Okay. How about um, San Diego? Cities. All right, San Diego. Now this, because of Bradley's last strike, would be for the win because Bradley now has three strikes in this list. Don has two, saying San Diego. Is that enough to give her the win? It is! Nicely done. I'm just going to yell every Victory goes to Don with that one. Okay, Okay, what are the other ones that we missed? Yeah, Yeah, some cities that you missed here. We've got uh, Phoenix, number five from a city (gasps) standpoint. San Antonio. You just mentioned San Diego. Austin, Texas. What about Denver? Number 10. Uh, Denver is 19. Oh. You've missed Austin, Texas, like I mentioned. Jacksonville, Florida. Fort Worth, Texas. Oh. Tampa. San, uh, San Jose, California. Columbus, really? Ohio. Ooh. And Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh. Columbus, Ohio? Yep. Ooh, okay. 907,000 just ahead of Charlotte, North Carolina from a city okay. population. Okay. I was just listening to a podcast about uh, population and uh, well, it was specifically about why Minneapolis and St. Paul never combined to form Mm. like one city because we would be a much larger like we are way far down Minneapolis and St. Paul respectively are way further down on the list, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that our metro area is like one of the not one of the largest. That's a whole podcast about that. Yeah. Oh, my. (laughs) Well, because there's a big history about there was there were several times throughout um, our city's history that we thought about combining, oh, apparently. Right. Yeah. Okay. There's a podcast called Curious Minnesota. The Star Tribune puts oh. it out. And they answer all of these questions about Minnesota history. And one of them was, why haven't Minneapolis and St. Paul combined forces? I like that. Curious but, Minnesota. I'm going to add that to my list. By the way, if Minnesota and St. Paul and the surrounding metro area would combine to be one city, they would be only third to New York and San and Los Angeles. It'd be over wow. three million. Yes, wow. according to this. What's this? Does that sound right? No, that doesn't sound right. That did, I don't think that's. But we would be much higher. I do know we're that. Seventeen. We'd be something like sixteenth right now. Sixteenth. Okay. Yeah, and I, they must be including not just St. Paul and Minneapolis, but like all of the suburbs or something on this oh, list. Oh, absolutely. That, yeah, that would. That was another that. podcast mm-hmm. that they did on Curious Minnesota, where they talked about why we didn't. Uh, absorb more of the suburbs. Interesting. Like most other major cities, uh, you know. Okay. We're we're very small in terms of landmass compared to others. Anyway, fascinating story, Mike. Thank you so thank much you. That for was that fun. wonderful game show roulette. Dawn, I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Up next, Lori and Julia. You guys have a nice afternoon.